This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Tonight on Livestream, we have Bradford Benedict in his first appearance since the explosive inquiry session that outed him, and he'll have the last word. It's good to be back, Meg. I've missed you, and I've brought you a surprise. It's another guest, but I'd like to say up front that she's not in the best of health, and we will only have her for just a short amount of time. Not in the best of health? She was recently injured as the result of an attack. Oh, that's awful. Yes, but she has a few words to say tonight, and then... Then I'll be available afterward if you'd like to ask any questions. Well, don't keep us in suspense. Meg, I'd like to introduce you to Kari Harrison, known to the inquiry as K.H. K.H.? D.K.H.? Kari? What a beautiful name. I'm both shocked and delighted to have you on the show tonight. Thank you for having me, Meg. I'm glad to be talking with you. I'm a fan. What brings you to us this evening? I wanted to say something about the declaration Senator Daniels offered in court at the inquiry session yesterday. Please, by all means. I didn't sign it. Well, I did, but I wasn't clear on a lot of the legal terms and meanings. So you weren't clear what it was saying? No. When his aide approached me in the trauma wing at the hospital, I was still under the influence of the painkillers I'd been given. Have you read it since? Yes, with my lawyer. And? None of it is actually true. I'm not a victim of Dr. Colossi, and she only read past the line of consent because she thought that's what I was asking for. It was a misunderstanding. You know that for certain? Meg, you're not the type to doubt a survivor. I'm not. Miss Harrison has been through such a horrible treatment at the hands of her... her... Abuser. You can say it. I see clearly now. I didn't before. And you, are you in a place to share more about that? My abuser tried to murder my son. And if I'd made different choices, my son would not have those injuries. And I wouldn't be here. That's a change from what we heard of your recording and the inquiry. That's why I wanted to come forward. I know there are others out there who think that it's best to just pull victims out of bad situations, but... Ben, care to comment? She's she's talking about me, and it's okay. I've always let her tell me the truth. 
How long have you two known each other? It's okay, Kara. You you can you can tell them. My whole life. Ben's my brother. Ben's your your brother? Yes. When he first heard my story, he blamed Dr. Colossi. Ben! It's true. I blame Dr. Colossi for allowing Kari to return to her abuser. The whole system, it just seems so... Dr. Colossi was my advocate, and she didn't keep me at the Haven as Ben wanted her to. I have so many questions. Save those for me, Meg, if you don't mind. In the meantime, Kari wanted to go on record about the false declaration. Thank you for your time, Miss Harrison. I have one last question, if I may. Yeah, I can do that. What changed? What caused you to see your abuser for the predator he is? Dr. Colossi did. After I left the Haven, I got notes from Dr. Soleil's office for a few months, but Dr. Colossi continued to send messages to my VidCon. What was in the messages? Um... Reminders that she cared about me. Things she'd read in the news about Nebraska. Once she sent a picture of people holding hands, like I'd shared with her during our session. How often did she send these messages? Every week or so. For the past five years. And did you respond? The first one she sent, I uh, put a heart around where she said she cared and I sent it back. I wanted her to know... I got it, and it meant a lot. And after that? I couldn't respond. My abuser started reading my vidcons. But she'd still send the notes? Yes. And this, this is what changed your mind? It's hard to explain, but knowing she was there while I was trying to figure out what was true... It kept me from feeling too isolated, even when... Kari, you can stop there, sis. Um, no. I want to tell this part, too. Even when my abuser wouldn't let me see Ben anymore. Oh, Kari, that's awful that he did that. From how Ben is looking at you, I, I can tell that you two love each other very much. <laughs> Yeah. And getting Dr. Colossi's notes helped me cope with losing Ben. I'm surprised your abuser allowed you to have the messages at all. She never wrote anything about my abuser. It was always just encouragement. Nothing that would have made him mad. She knew just what to say. Kari, I'm, I'm sure all of us would like to see you get some rest now. Thank you for your time tonight. Thank you for being so kind to my brother. He's been through so much. Goodbye, Kari. Well, Ben certainly knows how to surprise us. Ben, my question for you is how this has affected your feelings about the Haven and about Dr. Colossi. I'm not yet to a place where I can comment on all that. Of course. Would it be all right to ask you how you were able to get in contact with Kari again? For some 
heaven only knows reason, she had me listed as as a secondary next of kin when she tried when she tried to take her life after she after she thought that she I'm I'm sorry, Meg. I I'm sorry. These were these were terrible events that affected you deeply. I'm sure that the viewers out there are just as stunned and supportive as I am. Kari made the emergency call, but at the time she thought she thought her son wasn't breathing, so she tried to take her own life. She felt responsible. And now she woke to find that her life had been saved and that of her son. <laughs> He's a beautiful little boy. He'll know the name Uncle Ben for sure. And I'm going to make damn sure of that. And, Thanks. And Kari's abuser. <clears throat> There's some justice in the world. After all, uh, he died of complications just, just hours before Kari woke. What an unimaginable ordeal for all of you. I'd like to have you back another time to discuss your relationship with Senator Daniels. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to discuss that. Can you take one more question? Yeah, sure. No more victims. Do you still stand behind that? I do. And, uh, and... I need to apologize to Dr. Colossi. My actions in all of this have caused her immeasurable pain. And I can never, I, I, I can never repay her for what she's done for my sister. Thank you, Ben. Please stay in touch. We would like to hear from you whenever you're able to talk more about your experiences. In the meantime, we have a legal team ready to dissect the next steps now that the false declaration has been filed. According to our experts, this is a crime of perjury. After the break, we'll review thoughts about what attorney Wesley Lynn should plan Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800 799 7233 
for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And And we we believe believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.